Hello. Welcome to another edition of the Sparkcast. Um, it's been a while, I think, I feel, since I've done the last one. Because I think the last one was 22, which was when I had, was the COVID edition one. Um, so I guess happy update is since then I no longer have COVID. It was probably, unfortunately, the weakest COVID experience possible. So that is that. Um, yeah, so I mean, it wasn't wasn't too bad in all, in all things considered. So yeah, good good that I didn't have a horrible COVID experience because that would have been horrible. But holy crap, I forgot the break. Uh, but yeah, it's, my, it's like my first time driving to work in like a hot minute, and I actually left my car outside last night, and all my windows are dude up. Dude up? Dude up? I feel like I'm saying it the same way every time. But to me, I'm, I'm thinking as if I'm saying it differently every time. Um, regardless, I'm finally driving back to work um, instead of traveling to another state for work. So, yeah, so, so it's, so it's carcass time. Um, and the issue that I'm already facing is I'm forgetting that I have to break when I am approaching stops. So that is not fantastic. So we are going to be thinking a little bit more when we're approaching, uh, these intersections and stuff like that. So that I do actually hit the brakes in time, um, which is not something I've been doing. Anyways, um, I feel like a lot has changed since I had COVID. Um, honestly, I, 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 I don't even remember exactly what I, what I spoke about in the, in that last, uh, podcast and there's traffic. Okay. That's fun. Um, let's go, let's go look at it. What the heck? did I talk about in that last podcast? I actually don't even think I'm going to find it now because I have to go digging through forums because I, I feel like if I, if I open Spotify, this whole recording thing is going to stop. Um, but I would just assume that I spoke about the GM openings for the VHL and the vacant VHLM commissioner position because um, I vaguely remember that being the topic of one of my podcasts. So if that was the last one, surprise, um, I'm the VHLM commissioner along with Gus Gustav. Um, so yeah, I mean, fairly cool development. Um, wow, is this really the first time I'm talking about this? Um, yeah, I mean, VHLM commissioner, we now have full authority and powers to rule over the VHLM. Um, We've already made a few changes, I guess, um, with some more that are kind of in the pipeline, uh, either being worked on or are completed or are pending other changes. Um, so it's pretty interesting. Um, if anyone kind of had like a, like a behind the scenes look at, at what was going on, I, I feel like most people would, would find it pretty interesting. Um, there's certainly a, a lot of discussion that we have to have regarding identifying 
issues that we feel need to be addressed sooner rather than later, like still figuring out priorities for everything, because when you're kind of just tossed into a job right before the season starts, there isn't the most time to be kind of taking full stock of everything that's that's going on and understanding exactly like what what is it that you have to do. So we got out of off season kind of doing everything that we needed to do. Um, luckily, Nicole, why is this person going like 25? Holy crap, I need to get out of my lanes, but I can't even see out of the other windows. Uh, for fuck's sake. Um, yeah, McWolf and DA were, were pretty helpful for their first seasons, uh, or for our first season so far. Um, just, just kind of making sure that we've done everything that we've needed to do. Um, helping us out with any portal stuff or like any like permissions based things. Cause obviously we have access to a lot more now than, than we've ever had. And sometimes it leads to breaking things. Sometimes it leads to just not knowing how to, how to do things. But, um, they were, they were very helpful at, at teaching us. So that was very nice. Um, so yeah, so I, I guess, uh, some folks in Moscow, were saying that they'd be interested in in kind of hearing about how some of the rule changes that have kind of gone into effect since, uh, which I guess there are only two. It would be the changes to job pay and then the draft pick uh, restrictions. So starting off with, with job pay, I feel like that one is, I'm so congested right now. The uh, <laughs> the the draft pick one is fairly not the draft pick one. The pay, the GM pay. Holy shit! The GM pay one is fairly straightforward. Um, I I think a lot of people in many league circles have always considered that the MGM is one of the toughest positions to be in. Uh, if you think about it, they are the first line of people that every player will see when they create a player in this league, whether it's a new player or an old player, no matter what, unless you create an action, there's no way to get around it. You will always play in the M at, at, at some point, but those MGMs are kind of the ones that have to handle or, or, or engage with every player that comes into this league. And in the current waiver system, they have to spend a lot of time on the forums. Honestly, I feel like this car in front of me is my front door neighbor because they also have the same kind of car. And the last time I was behind them months ago, they also drove the same way. And I would not be surprised at all if I passed them at some point and found out that they were actually my neighbor. And then they give me grumpy looks when, like, in the, like, when I see them in the future. Because the last time I did it, I flipped them off. Because they're literally going, like, 10 under the speed limit on a highway. And there's, like, traffic in the other lane, probably because of drivers like this, going so slow that it's impossible to literally fucking move around anyone. My god damn. Anyways, um, MGMs just have to do a lot, especially like with the way waivers work. They kind of just have to sit on the, the forums for like parts of the day or 
just like have like some kind of pipeline or whatever and and just really pay attention to like all of the, the new creates that are like coming out um and then on top of that just dealing with everything that a first gen may need like one-on-one interactions trying to trying to develop a good locker room culture um just being like one of the most engaged members of the community because you have to be in order to be like in order to help other people be engaged um it's 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 just a lot of work so we had been discussing some form of like further incentivizing uh gm activity and you know obviously we want to have more gm candidates we want to have more people that remain interested in gming uh trying to avoid too much burnout um because obviously like if the pay is two versus four you you have to do another point task i need to change lanes here and of course as soon as i change lanes this fucker speeds up or maybe i just change lanes into a busy lane uh it's so frustrating i have not missed this morning commute or at least the morning commute when i can just zoom that is not this commute let's see where can i go speed racer on this ship right lane there we go i'm on one truck switching back to the middle and it was not i think that was my neighbor anyways i got past her slow ass Uh, and now this is much better, much better for me. I'm much happier. Okay. Yeah, so they are criminally undervalued, and we wanted to continue incentivizing people to be MGMs. Like, people at some point can't, like, like we can't just expect every person with, like, with, like, a decent amount of activity to be, like, holy crap, what are you slamming on the brakes for Honestly, it, it's the Tesla drivers in New Jersey that are one of the absolute worst. Like, they will just randomly go slow when they feel like it. Because, honestly, everyone here in Jersey is just on their phones or something. Like, I guess, like, I'm technically on my phone, but I'm not actively looking at it. Like, even when I'm talking about, like, stats or whatever, it's it's just stuff off the dome. Like, I know how this stuff... Like, I just, like, look at things before I go on the road. But, like... Other people are, like, texting and and stuff or, like, just, like, I don't know what the fuck they're doing on their phones, but they're on their phones when they're driving, and they're just, like, swerving and shit. They're just, like, randomly tapping brakes. Like, it's just horrendous out here. Like, you've got to keep your... Like, I just had to keep my head on a swivel back there, and the people in front... Like, the Tesla in front of me just, like, slammed their brakes or something and had to swerve out of that lane. But, like, I don't know. People need to, like stop being so distracted when they're driving and just kind of focus on what's ahead of them. Which is pretty hypocritical of me saying that considering I was forgetting to break when I started this this podcast. But like, I recognize the issue and I fixed it pretty quickly. I'm not having that issue anymore. But shit, everyone else could use a little tip or a little self, what is it, self-retrospection? Introspection? I don't fucking know. 
Yeah, this one's this podcast is gonna have a fair amount of griping and shit. Anyways, um, yeah, GMs deserve that pay, which I feel like very few people are gonna have issue with. It's like we one of the, one of the main points that was coming to mind, like when I was like justifying it beyond all of the other, they do some of the most work, they're expected to do some of the most work, but, like, just beyond that argument, if you're looking at recruitment and you're paying them 6TP and you want them to be bringing in all of these, um, like, like, you want them to be bringing in users based on volume and whatever, like, there's there's no point in paying them 6TPE and, and, and saying that the work that they do is that valuable and then not pay the people that then have to do steps two through six in the process of, of, of keeping someone around in the league and not paying those people enough to actually keep them engaged at what they're doing. So like if recruitment is worth 6TPE, and obviously it's definitely tougher to have to be going and finding new members in, in like its own right, but then just dealing with the people once you already have them, teaching them, like holding their hand, like doing all of the other stuff for them, that's where it's like, okay, like these people need to be recognized for their contributions as well. Um, and And like, that's a fairly important part. And I don't, like, it's been circulating in, like, in the BOG for a while. Like, how can we incentivize, M- like, MGMs into doing their best if they're not already doing so while, like, appreciating those who are doing well? So, like, there were some proposals being thrown around, um, some of which included uncapped TPE. But that was generally shot down pretty quickly because we're not going to start paying uncapped tp for for doing a job what the fuck is going on here why is why are so many people trying to change lanes there there, there wasn't a merge or anything i'm gonna change lanes something uh one of the exits are fucked it's probably the one to the turnpike oh fuck why is there so much traffic this morning it's just a tuesday it's probably because some uh, political person yesterday said that the pandemic is over, so now everyone is forced back into the office. Woohoo! But yeah, that's that's just the whole thing about the whole like MGM pay, how it came about. Honestly, if you figured out or if you actually listened to how that worked through all of this shit I've had to deal with here on the road, power to you. But I I, I don't know if I explained it properly or not, but if I didn't, then that's a, that's a topic for a future podcast. The second most recent, uh, arguably larger change is the restriction to VH11 draft picks. Oh yeah, it is the turnpike. Oh, is there an accident here on the ramp? No. Okay, well, that was a whole lot of traffic just for the entire right lane to be backed up. Hopefully, there's far less traffic going forward. But, um, yeah, VHLM draft pick changes. It's been, honestly, ever since I've joined the league, and even before that, from 
what I've learned from from other friends and, and people in the league is that the VHLM just has this site like this tendency to follow a very one of two like very specific cycles. One of them is the kind of boomer bus cycle that everyone's very familiar with. Um, when you compete, you go all out to compete. When you're not competing, you just suck. Um, like you have like no players, you have no like you had no picks, and you're just kind of relying on getting some waivers to maybe feel the roster, like be competitive, or you're just kind of hoping that like every like 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 something just falls into place, and that once you get back into having like your normal set of draft picks that you didn't completely burn out. Um, at that point, you're kind of back into being a team. And then the other strategy is kind of to just not buy into that boom or bust mentality. Um, kind of run your team a little more like a, like a VHLE or a VHL team and kind of like try and keep as many of your own draft picks as you can while making moves to kind of reposition your team. Um, I, I think that second one has a lot less, like, I don't know, success from a lens of winning championships. But it is a lot better for the health of the VHLM as a whole, simply because those teams just don't go empty. Um, like Las Vegas for a while, except for maybe like a brief period in in the middle, like when GNs were, were changing. Like, they always had, like, an active locker room. They always had active players. Um, and, and that's just because they, they never full sold, except for, obviously, a couple, like, exceptions in there. And honestly, like, even if the team wasn't winning championships, it was still very possible to balance competing and not just dumpstering your future for the next two seasons. And that's sort of the logic behind the change that we had. Both Gus and I have been MGMs, um, like Gus in the 60s, myself in the 70s. So, like, we're both still fairly in touch with, like, what our own gripes and what our own tendencies in, in like, the VHLM were to be. Um and also recognizing, like, how that can impact, or, or, or like, recognizing that, that we can think like GMs, which impacts our decision-making, like, what we would like, what we would dislike. Um, and, and, like, this whole situation with the M being inclined towards extreme cycling has obviously been, a, like, a topic of interest for, for quite a while. Like, plenty of people have written media spots on it over time. Um, there's been plenty of discussion in in the BOG. There's been like circumventing of like pick rules, like when it was like the, the, the three first and seconds limitation. You would have teams, and eat, like even I was part of it at a at a point where I had a first round pick and I simply had no use for it. But Houston, I think I think it was like season seventy four or like seventy five was just stock I had I had two firsts that that draft and I want to say it was 75 um I I had two firsts that that draft and I knew that I would rather have lower players that I could develop and engage 
rather some pretty high TPE players that I would definitely lose by the end of the season. So Houston at that point already had their, their three first round pick limit, but they were making handshake deals where once you like, they would tell you who to, who to draft and then trade that player to Houston in exchange for a future pick once like, like once the draft was over or honestly, I think some of those drafts are like mid draft trades, like right after the like picks happened because that was kind of circumventing these rules. So we, we recognize that there's a lot of focus on competing and that there were loopholes and such that, that could be kind of abused. So we decided to crack down a bit on what VHLM GMs can do with these draft picks. And the limitations are fairly straightforward. And I, and I keep calling everything straightforward, but obviously they, they may not be. A team is limited to a maximum of two picks in each of the first two rounds. So that's max two first rounders, max two second rounders. And every team must have at least one pick in one of the first two rounds. So either a first or a second must have one of those. And every team must have at least four picks in the first four rounds of the VHLM draft. So there are restrictions, yes, but we also tried to provide as much flexibility as possible. Um, Initially, it was a little more flexible in terms of, like, minimums. But there obviously was a point where we had to recognize that not every draft can be as deep as to allow for just stockpiling fourth-rounders. And that's not really quite the healthiest. Like, that's not really exactly what we wanted to get out of that that change. So we did add the, the limitation of one of the picks has to be a first or a second. But... The interesting thing is that Gus and I have been like fairly in tune with with what we've wanted to do when we started discussing things. And we knew that we wanted to find a way to kind of just change this whole boom and bust thing and, and basically just, just set up a way for these for these teams to still have picks, like go into a season with players, not have teams just be completely unappealing to any like waiver that's going to create down the line, like any recreate that, that comes down the line. Like we just don't want a full team written off before the season even starts. And in a lot of cases, it's because of the actions of like prior GMs um, deciding to compete when they know that they're going to be stepping down or, or promoting or which it, it wasn't in Mississauga's case this time because Daniel Janser um, maybe he was hoping to get promoted, but he was going to inherit this like that this one or two person roster um, before he got poached over to the VHLE. So there's just a lot of those situations that have become a little too common in recent VHL VHLM memory, and we really just wanted to try to put some restrictions into place that 
kind of saves a GM from themselves almost. Like you can't just sell your entire future for for like whenever you feel like it. Like it's just not possible anymore. Um, and it's kind of just making sure that when we start VHLM Sims at any given point, um, these rosters are going to be like there's going to be people on them. Like we didn't want to put restrictions on like the fifth through seventh rounds because we recognize that those rounds based on recent history may not have many active players, but (laughs) fuck, there's the odd. I knew it was coming eventually. Um, Some teams have been very successful with what they get out of the fifth six, seventh rounds. And if that's the case, I wish them the utmost success. And I hope that they continue to experience success at that, like at those rounds. But we recognize that most of like the predominant group of actives are going to be in those four, in those first four rounds, especially with recruitment doing a slightly better job in recent seasons, like being more proactive, um, being more, I don't know, just decent at their at their jobs. Not being inactive is a, is a nice start. So generally, rounds one through four, like you'll get some active players. So this just kind of guarantees that you will have players going in. Uh, obviously, it's 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 fairly restrictive. Um, we've gotten positive feedback. We've got negative feedback. It's just stuff that. I mean, like, like we expected to have it. Like, we considered running it by GMs before we did it, but we didn't feel like there was an argument that was strong enough to kind of throw us off what we were planning. And I mean, some of the some of the pushback to it has literally just just been like, this is going to prevent competitiveness. Um. But like when when we think of it, and like when when we look at it, if it's preventing competitive competitiveness to a degree that you just can't simply sell your players when you like sell all your players when you feel like you're not doing well, or go and buy another team's entire roster, that's 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 the point. Like we don't want those situations happening. And then another one of the car, like the counter arguments was like but these players are going to miss the playoffs and like, that's the best way to engage people. And like this, that's just kind of like skipping over the fact that like, there's never a season where every single player in the VHLM somehow just gets off a non-playoff team and makes it onto a playoff team. Like it's just completely unrealistic where you think that a non, like, like that somehow every single player is going to end up in in the playoffs. Like, it's just not going to happen. Um, then other concerns were, like, were limited in, like, trades. Honestly, that's good because some of you guys have no clue how to how to trade um, and you just completely gutter your team. And, I, and I've been really hoping that for a while that some of these, like, like, like pick valuations and, like, and, like, trading values kind of get adjusted once the hybrid system came out and you realize that, like, Oh, and also like like a two hundred cap versus a two hundred fifty cap. Like like someone has to start realizing at some point, and I'm and I'm sure that like a few do. Like 
the difference between a 200 TPE player and like a 150, 130, 170 TPE player is not significant. Um, like I'm working with like some of our Moscow prospects here and kind of helping them figure out what their build should be. And we're investing like 10, 10 TPE at a time to increase an attribute by like one or like, or, or like one attribute by like two or like two attributes by one, like, and, and, and he's over like 150 TPE, I'm fairly sure. So like, there just simply isn't that much of a difference. And some teams are fully recognizing this and, and not overpaying for those sorts of players. But I still see that some people are like trading first round picks and more for like cap players. Which, I mean, if you want to do it, sure, but it just seems not the best idea. Like, like you can definitely get a lot more value for less value. So, with these changes, I am interested in seeing whether people start to pick up that notion a bit more, whether they, they recognize that, okay, it doesn't make sense for me to be paying so much for these players, especially now that... I have to be mindful as to how much I'm paying for what with these restrictions in mind. Um, so like that, that's like a bit of, I don't know. We had a very specific idea of like what it would look like within a few seasons, how it would change, how the VHLM operates, but it is sort of up to GMs to kind of pick that up and run with it. So far, like, there there doesn't seem to be, like, any pushback that's going to completely hinder what we're trying to do here. Um, most people are receptive and open to the change, at the least, which is really all that we can ask for. And, yeah, it, it's just really going to be seeing, like, like, like how does everyone adapt at, at this phase? And it's it's going to be a little more work, I guess, from a planning perspective. But considering how many of these MGMs want to be VHL, VHL GMs as well, um, I feel like it's a pretty good challenge in its own way to be dealing with roster management, asset management um, issues and difficulties. Because I, I, I genuinely feel that this is going to be infringing on the GM experience, uh, quote on, the quote-unquote GM experience. Um, but at the same time, it is also opening up other ways for it to be a very valuable GM experience um, because of these kinds of now added difficulties of like, okay, now I have to be mindful of how many picks I have, how many picks I'm giving up, whether I feel, why is this person driving headfirst into traffic on a moped? What the fuck is wrong with people? There's like, it's an electric vehicle, like, like drive in the lane like you're supposed to drive not opposite traffic holy shit but yeah it, it'll be a bit more of a challenging experience but some of them need to be saved from themselves and overall it's just gonna help the um just be better like it's just embarrassing to have MD teams and there's a bit more parity as a as a side benefit which is nice because there just isn't like one team dumpstering on everyone else and then one team just eating everyone's shit. Like just getting curb stomped every other game. So yeah, some like nice little things there. Um, 
that's kind of all that I had for this podcast. So I'll ask once again, if you have anything else, let me know. But I never get any questions. If you could only see the tears flowing from my eyes. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. See ya.